So uh, the reading today comes from Acts 10, 34 to 48. Um, Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee with the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead and on the third day caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. This is the reading of... Sorry, I got thrown from a fourth. Amen. Here's Paul. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word. We thank you for the precious gift of your spirit. And thank you for your spirit's work in our lives. Speak to us now, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Right, just about got my breath back. I offered it from the uh, Quakers Road breakfast. It's great to share with them down there and uh, to join you. We all love uh, a good story, whether it be a, a blockbuster novel or the unfolding plot of a TV drama or a film, children's storybook, or perhaps someone just sharing their experience, their story. And many of the great hymns of our faith tell the Christian story. They speak of what God has done. They bear witness to truth. In fact, it's one of the differences between lots of the, uh, the great hymns of old and some of the modern worship songs which adopt a different style. And one of those great hymns of faith is, I will sing the wondrous story. Hands up if you know that one. Quite a few, a few of the younger ones, funny looks, blank looks. It's worth getting to know. I will sing the wondrous story of the Christ who died for me, how he left his home in glory for the cross of Calvary. Some are mouthing it with me. I was lost, but Jesus found me, found the sheep that went astray, threw his loving arms around me, drew me back into his way. And so it continues. It tells the story of God's work through history, and it tells the story of Jesus. 
The Bible, of course, tells us God's story. And the book of Acts, in amongst the amazing miracles and dramatic adventures, is a place where there's lots of storytelling from Peter and from Paul. They especially speak up and speak out to enable others to hear the good news of Jesus. And they do so in two ways. In some cases, there's a proclamation of truth of what has happened in terms of the facts of the Christian gospel. So it's the big picture proclamation. And you get that here in Acts 10, where Peter is standing up and he's addressing the crowds and he's telling what God has done and how he speaks of the message God sent to the people of Israel. He speaks of how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and how God was with him. He talks of how they killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raising him from the dead and causing him to be seen. He speaks of Jesus as the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. And he speaks of the forgiveness of sins that Jesus offers. So there's that sort of proclamation of truth, a big picture story. But there are also plenty of examples of what we might call personal testimony, stories of transformation. One example, uh, Acts 22, Paul stands up and speaks in Jerusalem and he tells of what God has done in his life, the way in which his life has been transformed. Two different ways of approaching story, the big picture story and the personal story. And story has the power to influence and change minds. It provokes responses. It engages with our emotions. And each of these forms of storytelling was and is used by God to draw people to himself. But that's only going to happen if it's a story that's passed on, if it's a story that's shared. Peter and Paul and those early apostles had a story to tell. The incredible story of what God had done in Jesus and the amazing story of how he had changed their lives. They could have kept this story to themselves. They could have decided to just share it with one another, a close, intimate group, a sort of holy huddle in the corner, one or two trusted friends, because they were fearful of being mocked and ostracized. But they didn't choose that easy option. They chose to speak out. In fact, for them, that wasn't really an option because the Holy Spirit was compelling them. Paul actually writes, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. And so they told the story to anyone and everyone. Sometimes that big picture story, sometimes that personal story. Now at this stage in the book of Acts, the story is beginning to impact more and more widely. Not just the fellow Jews, but it's a story that's going out to the Gentiles. And the apostles are trying to work out just what that looks like. And what it might mean when these Gentiles respond to the message of Jesus. Should they be expected to follow the practices of the Jews? Should they be expected to be circumcised? Should they be expected to... Um, stop eating meat offered to idols, all those sorts of things. And Peter's just had this incredible vision which shows him that this story, this big picture story, is for everyone. It's not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. But as they're wrestling with these things, nothing is going to stop them telling their story. 
So how do we feel about telling the story? I think it's true to say that in our Western society, truth claims are often viewed with suspicion. We're more likely to have opportunities to tell our personal story than we are to tell the big picture story as we're meeting with people day to day. We can tell of God's work in us. But are we ready to seize the opportunity when it comes? And do we believe that people actually want to hear that story? Now, I'm not imagining we're going to be able to tell our whole story, but there are plenty of opportunities to share little snippets of our story of what God has done. Some of us have been, uh, on Monday evenings, we've been in the Youth Hub, we've been uh, doing a series called Talking Jesus. And uh, the idea of this short series is that it helps us to grow confidence in sharing our story. And there's been some really helpful video input that has uh, enabled us to think about some of the issues involved. We're going to watch one now called The Choir. All right, everyone, let's get started. Everyone okay? Yeah. All right, focus in, please. Focus. Last rehearsal. All right, all right. So from here, many men. One, two. Rehearsals are so good today. A few bump notes in there. Ah, I had you covered. Yeah. <laughs> you got anyone coming? Oh, my mum's coming. What about for you? Yeah, my mum's bringing an entourage. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. How about your mates? Ah, uh, trust me, it's not their thing. They're the last people in the world that want to come. Are you serious? Yeah. Have you even asked them? No. Give them some credit. Ask them. Ask them. Ask them. I've been grinding, been rhyming, been shining. Pressure makes me better, I'm a diamond in the rough. Change my colors and never show my hue. These helicopter views make you join my crew. But don't get too excited, your members don't just do. One without one. See, I killed you. Okay. <laughs> That's not a... <laughs> yeah, it's not money about your food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I've got to go. Oh, where are you going, man? Got to go where? Because, I mean... It's pretty much 7.15 on the dot and you're out. Yeah, Where is it you always got to go to? Where is it going? Hey, come on, man. Go, give it back. I'll be late. Late? Mm. Late for what? Yeah, man. For late. what? So where is it, mister? I got to go. I mean, we're your friends. He's got something. What is it? Uh, fire. Fire? <laughs> 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 He's got little robes on him. got little robes. <laughs> you sing? Yeah, I sing, man. Then you've never told us? No. Listen, a bunch of us are doing a thing tomorrow night at the hall. You guys should come along and see for yourself. Yeah? Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah. I know the place. Right. I, yeah. I go, definitely. Yeah. I ain't got nothing. Right, cool. Right, cool, man. Yeah. Take care. Don't be late. See ya. See ya.
I saw your mum out there. She was loving it. I, I could know. see her. Screaming. Five you, man, to dressing room stools. Hollywood, Hollywood. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, not what we expected, but it was sick. Serious? Yeah. You liked yeah. it? It was really good, yeah? Yeah, it was really? good. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Oh. Let's get out of it. Okay. So I've heard I've got a good singing voice, huh? <laughs> Where do I sign off? <laughs> Wait for an answer. You. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That lad, uh, his name's Joel. He um, was challenged to invite his friends to the choir performance. And did you hear his response? He said, "Trust me, it's not their thing. They're the last people in the world who would want to come." And it may just be that as we think about sharing our story, talking about Jesus with others, that's a little bit how we feel. You know, that person in the office, that person at the school gate, that person at the park, in the Rotary Club, wherever it might be, they're not really going to be interested. They've got plenty else going on. But it's only as we ask, it's only as we tell that people are going to hear the good news. His starting point was one of negativity. They're not going to be interested. I want to keep this separate. What might they think? And yet he needn't have worried. Sometimes, as we share something of our story, people won't be interested. But there'll be other times when there's that spark of interest that can grow into a flame. Tim, uh, Tim Fear, last week at Sea in the Park, some of you were there, he shared a little bit of his story in an interview, and he mentioned two people who'd been influential for him, his long-term friend Andy, who'd talked to him about Jesus, and then Gloria at the night shelter, who'd uh, encouraged him to do an Alpha course. They had shared bits of their story and God's story, and God used that. And now Tim is standing as a Christian, as a man of faith. And the so important thing in this is that we remember that our part is to speak out. The response is down to God. And as we come back to the passage, as Peter tells the story of what God has done, that big picture story, he's got no control as to how people are going to respond. But we read of what the Holy Spirit does. He's totally dependent on God. And as he speaks, what happens is that the Holy Spirit takes his words, works powerfully in the lives of his hearers. They start speaking in tongues. They experience God for themselves, and then many go on to be baptised. Peter couldn't arrange that by his own volition. It needed a work of God. 
And how true that is as we look to share something of our story. We don't know how God might work through that. But the Holy Spirit can take that invitation, take that sharing of our story and use it and draw others to himself. And so, like the songwriter in years gone by, we join in saying, I will sing or I will speak the wondrous story of the Christ who died for me, how he left his home in glory for the cross of Calvary. I was lost, but Jesus found me, found the sheep that went astray, threw his loving arms around me, drew me back into his way. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the wonderful story of salvation that we reflect on here week by week. A wonderful story of lives transformed, of you rescuing us from sin and death. Thank you too for that story that we have to tell as individuals. Thank you for your work in our lives. And thank you, Lord God, for the good news that your story is for everyone. And so we pray, Lord God, that you would increasingly give us courage to share that story, to know when we might just share just a a glimpse of what you're doing or what you have done. Help us, Lord, to trust in you, to step out in faith, that we might see your provision and that we might see lives changed. In Jesus' name, amen.